everybody to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and I'm joined as always with my co-host Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. Fellas, we got some exciting news today where the UAB Football 2023 schedule was officially released. It, took, it seemed like it took forever, but believe it or not, there are still a couple other conferences uh, behind the American that have not released their uh, schedules. That is the MAC, Mountain West, and I think Sunbelt. So, but regardless, guys, Darren first, how are you doing this evening? I am doing well, sir. How are you guys? Good. Jimmy, you doing all right? Doing great. Ready to talk some football. Yes. Well, before we get deep diving into that schedule, just want to have a you know talk with our listeners, our readers, you know, www.blazervictory.com. Thank you guys so much for those that have already checked out our articles and our podcast on our website. If you have not, Go check it out now, blazervictory.com. Articles, podcasts, merch, about me, everything in you know one website, blazervictory.com. Now, I want to mention this too. We dropped our interview with Trent Dilfer last Thursday, I believe. Yeah, Thursday, because we did it Wednesday. Uh, we dropped it Thursday. And I just, you know, I appreciate everybody so far that has uh, given that interview a listen. A listen, You know, we all thought that it was a fantastic interview. Trent shared a lot of information. Trent took his time or he allotted some time out of his busy schedule for the Blazer Victory podcast to come into his office at the athletic facility and spend about an hour with us. I don't think some people realize how, like, great that is for the blazer victory brand like before some other outlets blazer victory was able to go in there and not do a zoom call not do a you know skype call or whatever we were able to sit down in trent dilfer's office with trent for about 40 minutes like guys that is huge for our brand that is huge for blazer victory that is huge for you guys that is just a testament of you guys supporting us these last three or four years, however long I've been doing this. And I just wanted to shout that out. Like, if you have not given that interview a listen, go to blazervictory.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. You can find the Blazer Victory podcast on that platform and listen to it. Because, you know, Darian can attest to it, too. That was a fantastic interview that we had with a FBS head football coach. Like, what other FBS head coach is given a podcast nearly 40 minutes to sit down and have a deep, you know, interview? Yes. Like you, you don't see it anywhere. And to see that the respect that we get, that the Blazer victory. And, guys, I, you, if you've been listening to this since day one, I never brag. And I'm, I'm really not trying to brag. I'm just trying to let our listeners know how big of an impact that they've had on our platform on, on, on the blazer victory podcast and how we continue to grow and just the respect that we are garnishing, you know, from, you know, from, from everybody. But that was a big deal. If you didn't catch it, go back blazervictory.com. We're still going to sticky it at the top of the website. Go click on it, listen to it, support the blazer victory podcast. And Darren, I know you had a, some thoughts you wanted to share too. Yeah. That. Because it's like, um, we're, we're locally, we're local guys. We are Birmingham. We stay here. We are UAB. We 
are I'm a former player and we're we're all fans. Um Jimmy John and I we're all fans and um just thankful to the uh to the UAB athletic facility. I, like everybody over there for just faculty for just um letting us become media members and be affiliated with the team in a, in a, in some kind of sense, you know, media wise and and then to show us the respect it that that goes to show you that they have to somebody over there is listening, right? And they they respect what we are saying to some degree. And to sit down, I think that was supposed to be like a 15-minute spot with Trent. Trent sat down and gave us it was we we were like John said, we were there for over an hour, but 36 minutes of podcast content and not just BS. It was quality. Like this was stuff that I feel like if it was on a national uh, stage, a lot of stuff he would have said would have been a lot of clips would have been, you know, uh, aggregated and it would have been shared uh, thousands of times over, you know, and I, that's why I was like, this is something that's to not be glossed over. I, I don't care how people feel if we if they feel like we're bragging and blah blah blah. I know it's it's this is the truth. Like it's a big deal. That's an FBS coach, like you said, at a D one college. And it's Trent Differ. Like Trent is has been all over doing national spots everywhere. And for him to sit down and give us thirty six quality minutes, I don't I don't know any other radio show or. All of these mm-hmm. national spots he's been on, I don't know any one of them that's had him for that long and it been able to happen. talk like that. So that's so that's important. Um, shout out to to the to the coaching staff over there. That they're, they're genuine people. The reason it went so long is because I said it right after the pod. I was like, man, I forgot that we was doing a podcast. We were just talking, just talking, right? Just genuinely talking and. I think, you know, guys, go back and listen to that. It's a big deal. It's a big moment, especially for the local media here, I feel like. And um, I don't I, it, it deserves its spot. It should be glossed over. I, I wish there was more buzz about it. It was some, you know, people gave us our props, but it should be more buzz than what it was because of um, how they gave local media a chance like that. I, I feel like that should be highlighted. 100 percent agree. Jimmy, do you have any thoughts before we move on? No, obviously I wasn't um, a part of the interview, but I I was telling you guys it was exciting for me, uh, just as a fan, you know, to li- to listen to the interview and, you know, just kudos to to both John and Darian for, you know, getting to the point where you were able to uh, get interview with Trent as you did, and then to execute the way that you did, and just shout out to UAB, the football team retweeted the uh, interview, which was awesome. And, uh, you know, you guys were saying if, I mean, y'all got more time and I think he, uh, Ryan Russillo got on his podcast for Trent Dilfer. So, uh, but it was just an awesome interview. And, you know, to me, this is just the beginning. Definitely agree. And, and, you know, shout out to Trent again for giving us some time. Shout out to Ted for, you know, making it happen. Um, that whole staff just look, we, we look forward to plenty more moments like that. Uh, and, you know, diving in with the UAB football staff. But guys, we've got a schedule finally. And <laughs> it's uh I will say I don't know. I don't even know where we want to start. Um so the <laughs> bye week I, I like I actually do like where the bye week lands. 
Um, it's a little late, but I, I'd, I'd rather have that as opposed to super early on. Um, it comes on October 28th in between two home games. But guys, <laughs> that I mean, should we just just should we just uh, name this? Should we go, go just go ahead and read the schedule off for those that don't know? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough schedule. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll go ahead and do that. But hey, first, again, BlazerVictory.com. I shared an article uh, today, um, just kind of briefly going over um, each game and the schedule. But season kicks off Thursday night, August 31st, as UAB hosts North Carolina A&T. Next week, they travel to Statesboro to take on Georgia Southern. After that, UAB will host Louisiana, so that's two Sunbelt teams in a row. September 23rd, UAB will travel to Athens, Georgia, to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. The very next week, September 30th, UAB's first game, our conference game, as members of the American Athletic Conference. It will travel down to New Orleans to take on the Tulane Green Wave. UAB's then home against South Florida, then travels to UTSA on October 14th. Battle for the Bones is back in Protective Stadium October 21st. Then they have the bye week. And then November the 4th, UAB welcomes FAU. The next week on Veterans Day, UAB travels to Navy. Golly, can you believe we're playing Navy on Veterans Day? Like, I heard somebody tell me, um, I, I think it was my wife. She was like, you can't beat Navy on Veterans Day. And I said, we better hope they do. <laughs> um, and then they close out the, with two more games uh, at home, uh, home finale against Temple. And then at North Texas to end the season. And that game will either be on Black Friday, November 24th, or Saturday, November 25th. The league office will announce that on October the 9th. Guys, we knew about those four non-conference games. But, sheesh, at Georgia, at Georgia the 23rd, at Tulane the 30th, South Florida at home, at UTSA, and then Memphis all before the bye? Good grief. Hey, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it was, um, hey, let's schedule the national champions, the mm-hmm. uh, CUSA champions, and the AAC champions. Like, Golly. and we all, and we have all of those games away on the road. All the championship teams are on the road. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> like, and they're all before the bye. Mm. You know that's that's tough, man. And I'm I'm looking, you know, North Carolina A and T is the only game. I hate I hate saying it like this because you got to respect each and earn every win. But if if I'm looking at this from a fan perspective, North Carolina A and T is the only gimme, right? After that, after that, there's no more gimmies on this schedule, like Mm -hmm. none, zero. At Georgia Southern, that is not a gimme, guys. That is that is a tough game. And Louisiana, that is a tough game. Like, I, there's not one game that we can take a break on here, you know, or just there's it's going to be tough. But, uh, Jimmy, man, I think that we can – what do you see us being before the bye in your, in your analysis? What do you think this team, will, record-wise, would be? When I look at the schedule, I think we have – if you want to compare it to what is the middle of the schedule, a favorable start with the North Carolina A&T, Georgia Southern, Louisiana, that's not an easy start, but it's favorable compared to weeks, I believe it's four through eight. So for me, it's going to be critical 
that we can start off no worse than two and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, three and three and zero, oh, excuse me, would be the preference. But that middle stretch, weeks four through eight, we've already talked about who the opponents are is going to be very difficult. So in my mind, you know, can we get off to a fast start? Can we get off to a three and zero start? Really get things rolling. Uh, and then can we survive those middle weeks, that tough stretch weeks four through eight as we get into the bye? Will we be limping into the bye? Um, you know, I look at those five games and I think if we want to be realistic, two and three will probably be the most realistic outcome in that middle five game stretch. Three and two would be exceeding expectations in my mind. So if we're looking at those first just doing a quick analysis here, you know, I would hope that we could again, go two and one in that initial stretch, two and three after that, my math's not great. What is that four? And is that four and four somewhere around that mark? Sounds right. So, I mean, if you can get to that point, I look at the last back end of the schedule, the four games at the end. And again, I think that's favorable after the bye those four games towards the end of the season, I think that we can finish strong with three and one. So to me, it's all going to be about, can we get off to a quick start? Can we really survive um, and exceed expectations there in the middle? Can we win maybe three out of those five games there in the middle stretch? Or can we finish strong? And I think that we can have a good season. It's just going to be like many of you. I looked at the schedule when I was, my first reaction was, Hey, I'm excited. And then the second reaction mm-hmm. was, wow, that's, that's going to be <laughs> tough. That's going to be a challenge, right? Uh, but it was really cool to see a lot of the uh, coaches and the players today retweeting the schedule. Uh, you know, with with this challenge comes opportunity. And, you know, I know that they have to be very excited uh, to be presented with that opportunity. And hopefully they can, uh, you know, hopefully they can do well. Yeah, I, I agree, Jimmy. And I mean, we're sitting what February 21st. Um, but looking at that schedule, you've got to at least split between at Georgia Southern and Louisiana at home. Like you've got to get to two and one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. You know, NC A and T, North Carolina A and T. I mean, they're they're a decent FCS team. Um, they're tra- actually transitioning conferences now. Um, like UAB is. They're they're moving from the Big South to the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association. Um, but I mean, this was a team last year in the Big South that um, went to the conference uh, championship game and lost to Gardner-Webb. So th- this is not a pushover uh, FCS team. Um, but that being said, UAB should. Um, I mean, I don't know what the spread is, but UAB should cover it um, against North Carolina A&T. But at Georgia Southern and Louisiana, you've got two formidable Sun Belt opponents. I mean, you know, Georgia Southern UAB was able to uh, handle them last year in Protective Stadium. Um, but, you know, Louisiana, they're always good in the Sun Belt. So you've got to at least split one, hopefully get both of them, but you've got to at least get one of those. And I don't know about y'all, but week two of the football season has always been the Achilles heel for this UAB football program. You go back to last year with Liberty, like, you know, you go back, I feel like they've only won a couple and I should have better prepared for the podcast, but I remember they beat Akron one year and uh, I know they won another one um, week two, but, uh, but a lot of times they lose that week two matchup. So that is going to be important. I hope to be making the trip to Statesboro to see that game excited. Uh, for Trent Dilfer and this team, um, you know, his first opportunity at, at an FBS opponent. So I look forward to that. But Louisiana, yeah, they're always good in the Sun Belt. Um, and then, you know, Georgia. 
I mean, Georgia's Georgia. It's just, you know, try to be competitive a little bit. And just <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get any injuries, please. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not even going to. I saw that G on the schedule. I was like, is that Grambling State? We, we got that. <laughs> I wish it was. Hey, I, I'll take Grambling over Georgia now. But, hey, you know, to be what, – what's the saying? To be the best, you have to beat the best. Hey, so man, I, listen, we're not there yet, dog. It's okay. Like, why do we keep <laughs> – why do we keep scheduling Georgia? Is this something that's like money, pre- money? Like have, yeah, have they already? You know, I know it's a money game, but have they already got this set up? I don't. We ain't gonna play Georgia out of the SEC. You know, we can like let's take our shot at Kentucky. You know, or <laughs> like somebody like that. Like I, I like our chances. Like shoot, I'd rather take LSU if that's if we got it. I freak like let's switch it up and go Alabama. I wish we could. You know. I, let's take our chances against all, anybody else in the SEC, honestly. But I just don't feel like playing Georgia again. Why we got to do this? I don't want to do this again. Not right now. Like right before Tulane. Jesus Christ, well. Right before, yeah, like Jimmy just said, right, right before Tulane. But, hey, uh, <laughs> exciting news, though. You know, they play Arkansas next year. Or, well, in 2024. So No Georgia. No Georgia in 2024. Okay. All right. Thank you, man. I don't want to play this team no more. We get yeah. it. We need to talk about adding Vanderbilt or Kentucky. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, where you at? But I don't know. Like, that is such a tough stretch. You know, take South Florida, you know, away. You know, granted, they, they've got a new coach. Like, there is a lot of, of programs in this AAC that are, you know, having – are transitioning to a new coach. You know, South Florida, um, FAU, UAB, Navy – um, there are a bunch of schools. Charlotte, well, UAB didn't play Charlotte um, this year, but there's a bunch of, of schools. Twelve opponents have new coaches. Sheesh, Sheesh. that is insane. But I don't. So, Darian, what do you think? So, I'm I'm kind of like with Jimmy. Um, at the end of the day, we'll we'll get to this in a in a little bit. But of course, UAB as a program should be competing for conference championships. But, you know, you've got to be kind of realistic jump. You know, when you make a transition to a to, a, to when you're moving up to a new conference, you know, of course, we'd love it if UAB was competing for the AAC championship. And I mean, you guys might feel that way now. We'll get into it later. But if you can get, you know, four, three or four wins coming off of that front end of the schedule, as Jimmy mentioned, you know, that back half doesn't look as bad. Um, you know, with North Texas having a heck, new head coach, too, um, you know, you can get six, seven, maybe eight wins, you know, get to a good bowl game. Um, but but Darren, give give us your thoughts on that first first half of the schedule. What what are you thinking? Are you with Jimmy and I or are you less, more? What what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on the, on, on the zoom out, um, you know, Trent Differ is definitely looking at the schedule and. Trent Differ definitely has one of those, you know, 49-year-old war veteran dads. You know, like imagine he's like five years old that just took him by the leg and said, hey, son, go swim and just throw him. Just throw him in the deep end and say, hey, you either going to drown or <laughs> you go you go swim or drown. He just threw him out there and he's going to he, – he, there's no other way. It's just like baptism by fire. Um, He – this is a tough schedule for a new, but one thing and another another zoom out thought I had was when was the last time as UAB fans that we had this feeling of who this is tough like and it's it feels kind of good to be like hey if I'm a player I'm looking at this like oh man we gotta we gotta work 
Because honestly, I think we've been kind of in this comfortable spot. Like, you know, skills have come out and we kind of be like, okay, yo, we circle UTSA, you know, oh, let's try to get this Liberty game. And, uh, you know, we have, we've had all these expectations being in the NCUSA. It's like we're the big dogs. We should go, we should win, you know, 90% of these games. But now we're looking at this, it's like we're gonna have to fight. And just hearing you just hearing us talk, it's like, man, we we gotta actually try to stay afloat. And then, you know, it, it's just it's something about the challenge that I'm relishing right now. Like I'm excited. I wanted to see how we're gonna come out and respond. Trent, we get to see what he's made of right off the bat. Yeah. Right off the bat. So we don't have long week before those questions are answered. Um, I felt like, you know, sometimes in the Clark era, sometimes in the BV era, we kind of had to wait to really see the full picture of what we were working with. And honestly, with under BV, we we never really got a full answer. It was always just a mixed bag. Yeah. So that's that's my zoom out thoughts of just being like excited overall and seeing what what Trent how he responds, him and that whole coaching staff. But And I think know. so I think so too, Darren. Like you know like these players have to be excited that a lot of these games, you know, they're going to be on linear networks, you know, I mean, ESPN, you like forget the stadium stuff. I mean, you'll still have some ESPN plus games cause that's written into the AAC contract. And we don't know the TV and you know, for a couple more months when that, when that's announced, uh, at least for the first couple weeks. And I do like too the AAC, they do not announce the whole TV schedule for the season. What they do is they right. announce for the first couple of weeks, and as it should be, they wait as it gets closer, and they move the more intriguing and meaningful matchups to linear networks like ESPN2, ESPN, ESPNU, and then they'll move the other stuff to ESPN+, Plus, as opposed to Conference USA just <laughs> doing whatever and throwing the whole schedule out um, at once. Facebook. Well, well, y'all, being sports, uh, throwback. Um, But, yeah, you've got to be excited as a player, knowing that you see these big matchups on paper right now and knowing that, hey, my mom and dad may not be able to make it to this game in Georgia or make it to this game in San Antonio, but they're going to be able to watch it on ESPN2 or ESPN News or ESPNU. Like, they don't have to go plug in an antenna or, you know, put it on Facebook or, you know, whatever. Like, it's exciting. Um. But, you know, kind of zooming out, I guess let's just go ahead and get into this discussion. Well, no, uh, actually, let, reel it back. Let's go to the second half. Um, so we talked about going through at Georgia, at Tulane, South Florida at home, and then we go at UTSA, robbery game with Memphis. Actually, let's start there. What are y'all's thoughts on having the robbery game with Memphis on October 21st? Does it seem too early in y'all's opinion? Because it seems a little early to me. Like, I I, I kind of like those robbery matches for November. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was going to be later on. You know, I was looking at it being one of those, you know, in, sometime in November, maybe the last conference game we had. That's what I would have been happy with, um, just kind of ending it with a bang. When is robbery week? When well, is it? I mean, it's technically the last two weeks of the season. Now, I, I wouldn't want it on the last. Uh, I wouldn't want it on the last week of the year unless they played on Black Friday, because I mean, as as much as you know, we can all admit the Iron Bowl is always gonna 
be the most attractive, you know, in the state on the last week of the year. But if you had that like on Black Friday, like if you played UAB Memphis on Black Friday for Battle for the Bones, who is not tuning in? Like I, I, Protective would be jumping, especially with if, if both programs are having good years. Like, but maybe that was something UAB and Memphis didn't have control over, you know. So instead, they stuck it on October 21st. Um, so I'll be there, you know. I know you guys, you you guys will be there. Just you know, hope Memphis brings a good crowd and get this rivalry started again. Um, but but really, the back half, you know, FAU, you know, Tom Herman, they should be. I mean, it's just kind of hard to project how they're going to be. I I see them being good. At Navy is going to be. Not a rebuild because they're still going to run the triple option, but uh, Nia Matalolo is no longer there for the first time in like 12 years. Uh, Temple was not good last year. Um, North Texas is transitioning to a new coach. So I feel like if UAB can, uh, I think this is what Jimmy said earlier, if they can just make it to the bye week (laughs) after the bye week, it gets a little lighter on the guys. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not dogging FAU, Navy, Temple, North Texas. I'm just saying when you stack them up compared to, you know, the other teams, then I mean, it's just there's just no contents like if UAB can get four I mean, if they can get five in that front half and you get a couple more, we might be talking about competing for a uh, AAC championship. But but Jimmy, what what are your thoughts on the back half of the season? I look at it and it's it's more favorable. You look at uh, I don't know if you've seen John the preseason the first uh, preseason SP plus rankings. You see those came out. I did not see that. What uh, tell us about it? Well, the uh, you don't want to know where UAB's ranked. They put they put <laughs> UAB at uh, they put UAB at ninety eight. Um, <sighs> so that's pretty far back. But when you look at these last four games and you look at some of the projections preseason SP plus for FAU, Navy, Temple, North Texas, they're all on the low to high 80s. I think it's uh, Navy's at 97. If you look at the first um, half of the schedule, these are the teams that are more on the lower side uh, of what we're going to face all season long. So, of course, you've got Georgia at 1, Tulane at 37. Uh, South Florida is kind of an outlier. Same with Georgia Southern. They're, They're a little bit higher. Um, they're, they're north of 100, but, you know, when you compare it to the other conference opponents like UTSA and Memphis, they're right there at 60 and 61. Even Louisiana's at 75. Again, I mentioned Tulane. So if you look at the conference schedule um, and you start looking at FAU 81, Navy 97, Temple 88, UNT 84. So, I mean, the metrics will tell you right there that the back end is going to be more favorable for us. So, again, it's going to all, it's going to all be about fast start, survive in the middle, finish strong. And, you know, ultimately I think that our expectation and we might be transitioning that next about what the expectations are for the season. But, you know, for me personally, I can see bowl eligibility, not saying it's Mm going to be easy, but I think that for me is uh, the baseline of what our expectations have been and should be going forward, even with the increase in the competition. One more note on the SP plus is when you're looking at the preseason projections and you're looking at an average rating and you're comparing that to um you know the preseason projections from the year prior so going into 2022 in 2022 the average ranking for our opponents uh, sp plus was 90 uh, going into this year right now it's 73 so that's a net you know increase of 17 spots 
So, I mean, these are very early February ratings, but it just kind of speaks a little bit to the statistics in the early projections that this is on paper going to be a much more difficult schedule. Oh, it is. And, you know, Jimmy, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, I mean, you know, of course, all three of our thoughts may change, you know, when we get into spring ball or, you know, we get into fall camp. Um, all right. Hey, if UAB Rattles <laughs> goes three and oh into that Georgia game, you know, definitely can change. But right now, February 21st, you know, I, I think if UAB can get to bowl eligibility, I think that'll be a good first year for Trent Dilfer. I think anything else on top of that with this schedule looking right now, February 21st, is just icing on the cake. So, you know, going forward um, after that, of course, we want to get back to that UAB standard competing for conference championships in football. But this first year transitioning up to the American Athletic Conference, I, I do think getting six or seven wins to get to that bowl eligibility will be huge. Um, at least I'm curious at to see. Schedule. I'm curious to see what the odds makers will say. You know, you look at the over-under for the season. Yeah. I would think we're accustomed to seeing that is the exact number I was thinking. I really okay. think right now if you had to put a number on it, you'd say over-under five and a half. And that seems odd, right? Because we're used to mm. saying like seven over or eight, under seven yeah. and a half, eight and a half, right? right. Um, well. But I would say I would say over. Um, I'm a fan, but I'm also looking at this realistically. I think the 98 rating that, SP plus has for you to be right now is tough and I think it's too low. Um, but you know, that's me being a fan, right? But if you gave me five and a half and you said over under, I'd take the slide over. Yep. Yeah, five and a half, I would too. And I know for me, just looking at this, I'm you know, I'm more of an aces and O's. I'm gonna really be looking at our process, you know, going in and then also too, you know, I've heard word that this team is not done like the roster construction of this team is not done, you know? So, Hey, just putting that out there. I don't know what that means. I'm just putting that out there, <laughs> but okay. So we, we got the roster construction thing. We have talent in the building. Um, I think a lot of it is going to be about, you know, maybe how adjustments schemes, yep. like identity, like all of those things, how in game, how we adjust and how we go about because things can change. Like a new coach can come in and breathe a fresh air into the building and it could be for the good, you know? And um, so optimistically, you know, just looking at it. Um, and then like teams like Louisiana, it's like, oh, I feel like they're always up in the air. What version of Louisiana are we getting? I don't know. You exactly, know. and they were hey six and seven in uh, last year with without Billy Napier. So didn't they end our streak, our home winning streak at Legion? Was that them that we played in the Friday yes, night? Yes, twenty twenty. Yeah, we need yeah, revenge I, for that one. Definitely. Yeah. I, I still, hey, I still kind of blame myself for that loss though, because I was at the beach that uh, I missed the game. So mm. of course, the one game I missed. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's a couple it. of teams yeah. I'm looking at like that. Like, what version of Tulane are we getting? You know. Oh, they're going to be uh, good, dude. They are going to be good. They bring back Michael Pratt, Willie Fre uh, They're going to be good. They are already, you know, them and UTSA should be the favorites to win the league, um, mm -hmm. if I'm guessing. But, yeah, they're, they're going to be legit. And but, what, hey, what like version saying, of though, USF, you know, true. what version of USF are we getting? You know, um, it's a whole bunch of teams that I wonder, like, what are they bringing? And I get So if we stamp in, let's say we are stamping, of course, Georgia. 
um, Tulane and UTSA, right? I feel like everybody outside of those three really, and you know what? We can get UTSA. I don't care what nobody say. We can get UTSA. We we're familiar with them. We can get those guys. They I'm not putting them on some kind of level to where they're like, oh, they're not reaching. Yes, we can touch those guys. Now, if now if Tulane carries that momentum from from being USC, mm, it's gonna be kind of tough. But let's not forget, we whooped up on them the year before. Sure did. You know, so that's and that's just a, a matter. That's a difference in a year. So I don't know if that's likely, you know, coming up. But I'm just throwing that out there. It's possible, and we did it at Tulane. You know, so I think is is I think a lot of we're gonna get context clues with roster construction, how the team look in the spring, the cohesiveness, and the edge that they prepare with. We're gonna start getting a lot of context clues on what this team will be, and how we come out and how unified we look against North Carolina A and T. And then if we go into that Georgia Southern game on the road. I'm really going to be looking at in-game adjustments. I'm going to be looking at game plan. I'm going to be looking at how, what kind of identity we're going to get from our personnel and what, you know, what the staff decides to go with. And I think that's just going to, like, those first three games are so, so important um, as to who we are. And then we can really see, okay, what to expect. I know what, I know where to put my expectations at. I know what to whether I should be disappointed in said said year or, you know, like, hey, man, we need to strive. We need to go for it. We got the right ingredients. We can do it. And I know Trent's – I know him and his mindset and what he want to do. You heard him talk. This dude want to go to the college football playoff by year two. Yeah. So if you want to do that, then here you go. You know, this is a slate to prove yourself. This is a slate to get ready for it. I mean – this is everything that he asked for. So here we are. And um, I want to look at this optimistically. And I want to say I, I'm going to put Georgia and Tulane as the the ones that we lose. I'm going to say every other game is winnable depending on what we see early on. And I think you can get Tulane, though. Like, I wouldn't. I really do. I, I mean, too. first conference game, yeah, it, I guess, you know, it, it kind of stinks coming after the Georgia game. You know, you're going to be kind of wounded a little bit, but hey. And they have Nickel State the week before us at home. <laughs> Jimmy, stop. Like, <laughs> hey, hey real, quick, real quick, though, that was something I was going to bring up that, well, not Nickel State, but I was going to say that if you notice the overall AAC schedule, nobody has a bye before playing UAB. You know, I feel like last 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 year, you know, UTSA had a bye week before playing UAB, and a couple others did too. I think Charlotte did. Um, but, yeah, you, you look at that, no weeknight. Well, the first game is a weeknight game, but we already knew that before the schedule dropped, um, that it was going to be a Thursday night opener. But no weeknight games, no Thursday night games. Um, that North Texas game at the end might be flexed to Black Friday, but we will know that later. But, yeah, it's huge. You know, no team has a bye before the week of playing UAB. So, it is huge for UAB. Um, I think we hit on most of it. Um, I think if you had to pinpoint, uh, if you had to pick two games, in my, in my opinion, just zooming out, 
looking at the schedule, I think number one is at Georgia Southern week two. I think that is the most important game because the week two slide, UAB's always struggled with week two. If you can come in there two and oh, you know, come out there and get a, get a dub. That is huge. And the the, the second one I was going to say is at Tulane, the conference opener. If you can somehow win that, like that could catapult this team to the next level quickly and early on in the AAC. Um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna throw Louisiana in there um, as the number two, but I, I thought more about it. Like at Tulane, your conference opener, chance to make a statement, is there. So at Georgia Southern and at Tulane, for me, February twenty first are the two most important games on the schedule. And and I know if there are any coaches listening, they're shaking their heads because you know Coach Speak says North Carolina A and T, but I don't care, man. We saw UAB whoop up on Alabama A and M what a hundred to nothing last year, and then looked like it, crap against Liberty. So it didn't really tell us nothing, you know. Nothing. Came, we got nothing. nothing from that. I I'm like you. I think the two most important, and I'm going with Georgia Southern, and I'm going with Louisiana. I think those two, because yeah. I think those are going to be the indicators of what we need to expect. And what this team is, and they are two quality opponents that we can gather info from, and then we can see how this team competes, and we can see our identity, and we can see the amount of talent we have, and then going into the Georgia game, we can see if we kind of expect to compete. Like, are we going to go in there? Like, what's the identity of this team? Because if we go in there, we lose by seventeen, Louisiana. I'm like. Mm. <laughs> and with Georgia the next week. <laughs> yeah, well, guys, it, it's been good because we about to get our ass whooped this year, you know. <laughs> and but we're gonna support this team. But just let me know what my expectations should be. That's all I ask for. So, and I would choose I would choose the Memphis game uh, for the reason that we're going into the bye week and we're ending that really tough stretch. So, you know, I think it's really important at that point in the season that we end that tough stretch strong and we go into that bye week coming off a win, you know, much less in a renewed rivalry. So, I'm, of course, I'm excited about that game. I've certainly got that one penciled in for its importance as we prepare for that back into that stretch. Great point. Yeah, because if, if UAB can get that dub before the bye week heading into the lighter part of the schedule, like that, that could be huge too. So that was a great point. Well, guys, that is your UAB football 2023 schedule. Um, again, go to blazervictory.com. There's an article up there just kind of detailing um, just a couple sentences about each opponent that UAB will play this uh, this next year. So go check that out. Guys, we, we will be back tomorrow for a basketball podcast, getting you guys ready for senior night as UAB basketball will battle Rice. And they'll also travel down, travel up to Bowling Green, Kentucky to take on the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers Saturday. So make sure. Spread the word about BlazerVictory.com. Tell your friends, tell your family, BlazerVictory.com. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe or follow button now so you don't miss any future episodes like our UAB basketball episode that will drop Thursday morning. But, Darren, you want to send us out? Yes, sir, Blazer Nation. Let's ride.